Hi, everybody. Hello. You're listening to the Florida Woman Podcast. That's Nathan Simpson yelling at you. And that's Kelsey and Wacker meekly mumbling. <laughs> I thought you were going to say... Not matching my strong vocal energy. In Intoning mellifluously. Oh, I can go, I could go that direction. Yeah. That's Kelsey Ann Wacker whispering sultry siren song in your ear. Into your ear. That's mm. kind of that's kind of sexy. Yeah, um, you're wearing your siesta key hat today. I am. I'm in the spirit. I love that. Yeah, I got a little shitty little hat that I bought at a grocery store that says siesta key on it. Little tourist, mm-hmm. little tourist treat. And what grocery store would that be? That would be Publix. That would be Publix. I got it in the the aisle that has like the snorkels and the swimming got in the <laughs> suntan lotion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you were with me because I was getting my first COVID shot. We were down at, I got, I got yeah, both of my right. shots in, uh, in Florida. Yeah. And that's why you have the, the fucked up documentation. Yeah. My, my COVID Everyone vaccine card. at you. Oh, they really glance at it. They, they do like a triple take. I mean, they're <laughs> convinced that it's a forgery and I just meekly go, <laughs> it's from Florida. And then they kind of go, eh. uh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Didn't you have to get your, when you got your booster shot, didn't you have to get it like written on the back, like not in the correct section. Yes, this poor pharmacist at Target was, was like, like I, I don't, don't even know where to write this information. Yeah. Publix wrote it, wrote your two vaccines like all over the card. Yeah. And now there's no room and it's all like a mess. They did not predict having a booster in Florida. No. no. God, no. The Floridians left no room for a booster. No, 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 no. Um, but it was funny because I think that was, oh no. When I was at Publix earlier, I think it was probably to get a flu shot, um, I was waiting in line, yeah. and my mom was like shopping the aisles, and I was mm. sitting there, and this man comes up, and he's like, I'm here to get my hep C shot. And the woman was the like, you know, the the sun, the sun wrinkled woman, the yeah. the raisin that's been left out in the sun is uh-huh. the pharmacist behind with the the shock of white hair that's just like a wisp from a dandelion, mm-hmm. you know? And she's like, oh, okay, sign in, da da da. And he's like, No, this is like the free one. Like I'm from I ate at PF Chang's. <laughs> and she was like, Oh, what? of course. Like this is um, being paid for by P.F. Chang's. Like, you don't have to pay for this <laughs> the vaccine. And then she was like, you know, it's not the first time that's happened at the P.F. Chang's. Oh, my God. And he was like, I'm just, I'm just so irritated. I have to come all the way down here. So basically what happened was someone at P.F. Chang's had hep C. Someone working in the kitchen? And someone in the kitchen. Oh, for fuck's sake and they like i think i think they lied about it in the paperwork and then they found out and so then there was like sort of an outbreak is what i understand yeah and they had to notify everyone that ate at pf chang's like (laughs) that weekend (laughs) that they that they needed it was urgent that they go get a hep c right away oh my god and that of course it was on them and they're deeply sorry (laughs) But she was like, "Yeah, this oh, happened. No. This happened about six months ago, too." So what's with what's with the Hep C at the PF Changs in Sarasota, Florida? I don't what know. The fu- who the fuck's working on the line? First of all, can you get a different career besides food service? <laughs> For fuck's sake, yeah, you dude! Just, you, at this point, you shouldn't be touching people. He food. nick himself and bleed Hep C <laughs> all over someone's orange chicken. Fuck. Orange chicken's good. Orange chicken is good. 
I don't know about P.F. Chang's though. This has officially made it so that I will never eat at a P.F. Chang's again. I'm just yeah. not trying to get hep C no, from anybody. No, no, I get it. I get it. Well, definitely not the one <laughs> in Sarasota, Florida. There's standards and practices are all fucking over the place. <laughs> I got um, I got food poisoning from a P.F. Chang's in New York City once. Oh, man. Is P.F. Chang's going to sue us, do you think, for saying this? Well, yeah. no, it's all true. It's it all, all true. happened. It's all public Check information. The facts. Fuckers, come after us. Um, I wanted to address something. All your restaurants smell like bleach anyway. <laughs> yeah, they kind of do. Um, I wanted to address something that yeah. I said on, so this is a little corrections corner of sorts, on the last mini-sode, and it was that, okay, I forgot to mention, remember the cane, my the, dad's cane, the possessed cane. The haunted cane. The haunted cane from the house in Oviedo, Florida. The devil's cane. My mother listened to the podcast and she reminded me. Hi, Kristen. Hi, Kristen. Shout out, Kristen. Um, that the old man whose cane that was died in the house. And that's, now, that's why it was an for important sale. Detail. The old man whose cane that was died, left it in the house, and then that cane decided to attach itself to your father. Exactly. And it haunted you for years. Years. It stayed with you. Yep. You think that old man was the devil? Hmm. Or was he was he the devil's servant? I see him more and as like he, a Papa he, Legba kind of thing. Oh, like a... <laughs> like, a <laughs> like a jaunty, mischievous, but like ultimately dark spirit. Trickster spirit. A trickster spirit. Gotcha, gotcha. Is that Papa Legba? I think so. What it, What religion I mean, is this again? This is like African that's folk voodoo. tales. Mm-hmm. Oh, vo- vo- voodoo. Well, that's like how you're supposed to say it. Voodoo. I mean, obviously, voodoo is. So how... that's Haitian. Mm-hmm. So that's like a mixture. But I think of it comes from like African West Africa. Yeah, it's a mixture of all that native stuff. Native mythologies. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Papa Legba's <laughs> magic cane. That's what I think. Oh my god! In the haunted house in what town again? Oviedo, Florida. Oviedo, watch out! Watch out, guys. So, um. I also wanted to say one more thing, and that is that we have some loyal listeners in faraway places. We do. We we were looking at the analytics this morning. We saw somebody's listening to us in Belgium. Like, we got a couple in Kenya. Identify yourself. We want to know you. We love you guys. We or, love you. What? We don't have to put them in the spotlight. Well, you know sure. I mean? If you want to remain anonymous, of course, but... I'm just touched. I want to know who you are in Dublin. Yeah, we love you. Shout out listener. to all you guys. Brussels, Kenya. Paris. I want... Paris. Is that yeah. you, Maddie? Oh. You, you fucking text me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just, we're so, we're so happy and surprised to see that. And super stoked about all that. You know where we have no downloads and listens? Asia. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Also, I just want to put this out there. We've got a listener in Russia. Mm. We don't have any listeners in Ukraine. Now, I don't want to take sides or anything. But, but we might be forced to. The information is leading us in a certain sort of direction that right. you know, maybe we, we might not be well, able to come back from. You know, on our second episode, we did play the Soviet national anthem. That's true. We got him patriotic. We got him, yeah, we got him feeling good right from the outset. Okay, well, just... I'm yeah, just we're just saying, saying you just know... Saying. Uh, although, <laughs> I don't think they have a lot of extra time on their hands right now. I don't think any of those countries do. Yeah. It's bad. <laughs> um, also, no listens in Miami. 
What a surprise. <laughs> Kelsey has vendetta against Miami. Miami thinking they're too good to listen to a Florida podcast. And that's further proof that Miami doesn't think it's Florida. So they're not interested in Floridiana because they don't even think about themselves as being Floridian. And I have a beef with that. For shame. For shame. Shame on you, Miami. <laughs> Babe, what are we talking about so today? So today we are... What have you assembled for us? Talking about... Florida woman, Casey Anthony. You might have heard of her. Yes, Casey Anthony. So in 2008, the world was captivated by this 22-year-old girl, single mother, Casey Anthony, and her bizarre and blasé behavior toward her missing two-year-old daughter, Kaylee. She just didn't seem to care. She didn't seem to be too concerned about where Kaylee was. Um, Like I said, the then 22-year-old single mother from Orlando, Florida, was revealed to have spun a web of lies to cover up for the disappearance and death of her two-year-old daughter, Kaylee. The Facebook photos of her partying around town and a blatant lack of, like, emotion in interviews fueled a ton of media coverage until Casey Anthony became, like, a household name. Right. I mean, you, you don't study these things the way I do. Like, you're not into true crime, but you know who Casey Anthony is, right? I've heard the name, and I'm aware of a certain sort of child murdery-ishness around her. Right. Yeah. Um, so Casey was charged with first-degree murder after Kaylee's body was found in a wooded area not far from the Anthony home. Um, Casey re- received a ton of national heat for her abnormal sort of chilling manner of conduct very much at odds with what we would consider normal behavior for a mother whose child is missing and later found dead yes so in fact kind of the opposite of the behavior that we would expect i'd say the exact opposite yeah 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 (laughs) yes um the casey anthony case is one of the most twistiest turniest crimes in recent history in my opinion and it has been covered extensively on almost every platform by every person imaginable. Right. Um, but there are so many facets of this case that I still find pretty haunting two decades later. So I wanted to bring some some details, some color, some gruesome little nuggets and gems that were maybe lost in the frenzy of the early reporting. So let's travel off the beaten path today as I tell you about the world's most hated mom, Florida woman, Casey Anthony. Let's go. So today we're going to read some transcripts, kind of like how we did with the Dahlia DiPolito case. Yes. Um, but this, I'm actually going to start off playing a clip of part of the third 911 call that Cindy Anthony, Casey's mom, makes to police. 911, what's your emergency? <laughs> I caught a little bit of gun that's happening 
Now, that sounded like someone who was majorly concerned. Definitely. Right. Okay. So, Casey Marie Anthony was born on March 19th in 1986 in Warren, Ohio, and raised in Orlando, Florida. Ooh, boy. Her parents are George, a cop, and Cindy, a nurse. Uh, Casey also has an older brother named Lee Anthony, and Casey's friends describe her as bright, bubbly, and popular. Okay. Um, And in fact, during her time awaiting trial for the death of her daughter, Kaylee, Casey was evaluated twice and was found to not have any psychological abnormalities. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good tidbit, I think, to kind of lead off with. So meaning that she was tested by professionals, psychologists, people who do this for a living, and it was concluded that she had no mental illnesses of any kind. Hmm. Which makes this character study all the more interesting, if yeah. you ask me. So, Might I say, um, being born in Ohio and raised in Orlando doesn't necessarily <laughs> spell good things for your future. I, I hate would, to say it. I would tend I hate to agree to with you. cast a whole cloud on a whole group of people like that, but it just... I feel like your chances of being a serial killer or like a presidential assassin... Or, like, be involved in, like, a national scandal of some kind. Like, it just raises if those two things are true about you. It does. So, now I'm going to talk about um, Casey's high school graduation. Uh-huh. So, in 2004, Casey was in her senior year of high school. When it came time for her to graduate, her parents planned this big graduation party for her. Lots of people were invited, lots of friends, lots of family. It was going to be this big bash. And... Friends were already sending gifts and things to the Anthony residence for this right, occasion. Right. Her parents noticed that it didn't seem like their daughter Casey was keeping a very regular schedule. And they would sometimes like catch her at home when she should be at school and things like that. Okay. But she would always come up with a good good enough explanation and excuse. Mm-hmm. And her parents believed her. Interesting. So, okay. But then they started to also notice that they hadn't received her cap and gown. And they asked her why that was, uh-huh. and again, she had kind of a good enough answer, and they let it go. So <laughs> okay. the day before her graduation, Casey's mom, Cindy, got a phone call from the school informing her that Casey would not be graduating tomorrow, Ooh. and she would not be graduating because she was not attending classes yeah. at all. Okay. What was she so, doing? I don't know. No just one knows. Out. She was just cutting class. Yeah. All right. Hanging okay. out with her boyfriend. Just well, know, listen, shooting the shit. Playing hooky. There's much worse things to be doing. She could have been out fucking, you know, doing drugs with uh, older boys like <laughs> like someone I know. 
Oh, like in that me? Same, yes, like you. I know. My mom texted me going, when you were 14, you hung out with 18-year-olds and spent the <laughs> night at their beach house? There's slight side effects of having a podcast. Exactly. A little mi- minor bump you in the tell road. tell on yourself every once in a while. <laughs> um, so, she's not graduating. Um, and, Shit, that's bad And they news. confront her, and she doesn't fess up to it. She maintains that it's the school's fault because they messed up her schedule so badly that she wasn't able to attend all of her classes for all the credits she needed because they scheduled it wrong, like with overlapping class blocks and stuff. That doesn't make any sense at all. Also, anybody who's been in high school in the United States knows that you're in charge of setting up your schedule. After after you hit a certain after you hit a certain year mark, you are in charge of building your schedule, choosing which classes to take. Yeah, true. Yeah, so it's your fucking fault. She's obviously used to lying. Yes. And she's obviously got an audience of credulous people who are willing to believe her. That is going to become a theme. It really does feel like a nurture situation in a lot of ways. Mm. It feels like no matter what she did, she got the message that... She could get away with it. Yeah. I mean, this happened time and again. And, you know, it's sort of like an enabling thing on the part of her parents. And not to blame George and Cindy for the way that Casey ended up in life and the death of their granddaughter. Um, I would not go that far. But I think their home environment was such... A bad start. It was a bad start where she really didn't have any consequences for anything. Right. So um, now her daughter's not graduating from high school. But instead of calling the graduation party off, and mm-hmm. this is where you also get sort of an insight into the family dynamics, yeah. Cindy covered for Casey. Cindy covered for Casey so that she could still have her party. Yes. So now, like, you know, she does something she shouldn't be doing. She lies to her parents. Her parents believe her either because Casey's that good at lying or they're completely suckered in or mm-hmm. they're being naive or, or like, both or, or they know it's a crock of bullshit, but they're too, like, exhausted to deal with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Also possible. Lack of confrontation skills. So or all of that's so all that's true. And then she gets a party on top of it. Yes. Gotcha. So instead of punishing their daughter for skipping like what is essentially <laughs> yeah, an entire year of school. Not graduating from fucking high school. Not graduating from high school, which yeah. honestly shouldn't even get a celebration. I'm sorry. It's really not hard graduating to graduate from, from high, high school. school. I think we overdo it a little bit with the graduation and the oh, it's definitely. a big milestone and being proud. You graduated from high school. It's really the least you could do, honestly. <laughs> it's true. It's totally true. My yeah. God. Um, but so, yeah, they don't punish her. And um, also the lying. So she not only failed to graduate, but she lied about it at every turn. Yeah. Um, but they play along. So they even take her grandparents to the graduation ceremony. They sit there. The grandparents ask why Casey didn't walk across the stage. And they just explain that there's been a mix up and it, you know, super innocently, it's just been a little mix up. Oh man, this stinks. This all sucks. Also, Anthony's right at the very fucking beginning of the alphabet, which means they made those, those grandparents just sit there and watch (laughs) the whole fucking thing. Yeah. That's horrible. A a public school. God, it goes on for bajillion students. Yeah. Yeah. Those poor grandparents. Terrible. Um, so, and instead of calling off the party and like returning the gifts, that would be hard for me to do though. I do have to admit, I would, yeah. would want to keep the gifts, but maybe I'd be <laughs> like, you don't get these gifts. I get these gifts. What the fuck? I graduated from high school. You didn't. Oh, you mean as a parent? As a parent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, in a way where Casey would have some consequences. 
So Cindy still hosts the graduation ceremony. She mm. lies to all their friends and family. She hosts the party. She keeps the whole thing a secret sort of to save face with the friends and neighbors. Damn. Seems to be a bit of a pattern. Yeah. So anyway, Casey drops out of high school and gets a job at the Hard Rock Cafe. Cool. Good start. <laughs> the Hard Cock Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> you like that joke? I do. I do. Hard Cock Cafe. Um, so around a year later in twenty or 2009, mm-hmm. Casey's living at home with her parents and everything seems to be going as well as could be expected. Um, she seems to be enjoying her job with the hard cock. <laughs> until, until one Listeners, day. if I could just describe the, the look of sheer glee that's spreading across Kelsey Ann's face when she says the hard cock cafe. Okay. Oh, uh, it's beautiful. Um, until one day when Cindy, George, Lee, and Casey are at a family wedding. I love wedding. seeing my fiance happy. I just have to It's say. true. I haven't yeah. been this happy since before my eyebrows got dyed yesterday. Oh, it's a long story. She's very upset about it. I look like Frida Kahlo. She doesn't But look not like cute because I'm blonde. Look, it, nobody noticed. Nobody could possibly notice what happened. It to ages you. me. I'm very upset. <laughs> Anyway, um, and that's valid, but we still don't notice. Yeah, you yeah. probably don't. No. So the whole family's attending um, her uncle's wedding, and family members start approaching Cindy and George to congratulate them on being grandparents. Yeah. And start to say how happy they are for Casey and ask when she's due and ask if she has any names picked out and stuff like that. This is an interesting development. Um. Yeah. The Anthonys tell the well-wishers of the family that Casey's just retaining water. Okay. And Cindy even goes so far as to tell people that she has a tumor. She has a tumor. In her stomach. So Cindy also is lying now. Are they all, is it a family of liars, do you think? Or do you think Casey's lying got her in trouble and Cindy now has to start lying in order to cover I for personally her. think it's that one. Mm. I mean, I think you could argue for both and people have, but yeah. I, I think it's the latter. Casey's such a liar that it just spreads out to it's like the a rest virus of her family. That exactly. Right, right. Um, they, they say that they had no idea Casey was pregnant and they actually maintain this to this day. So it is kind of, you don't know whether... They got embarrassed and they were yeah. like, oh, Casey's not pregnant. And then like, but it kept happening. So like they just came up with some shit to get people off their back or, or what? But yeah. listen, I have to show you a photo. So apparently this photo that I'm about to show you, Nathan, mm-hmm. is a photo that was taken at this uncle's wedding where people started coming up to the family and congratulating them on Casey's pregnancy. This is what she looked like. What do you notice about this photo? Um, what do I notice about it? Mm-hmm. Well, she's dressed kind of like a Mormon. <laughs> true, she's true. Got a shitty haircut and um, like she's wearing like a cardigan that's stretched over. Yeah, I do notice a belly. Yeah, she's got a big belly bump. To me, I look at this and I think it's so obvious to me that Immediately, she's pregnant. You notice, and also. So she is, she's wearing this Easter colored like blue dress. Yeah. But she's wearing this white cardigan that she has buttoned, ladies, right in the middle where your bump would be at its biggest. Yeah. Like so it's truly highlighting her baby bump. Right. It's drawing attention to it, if anything. Very odd choice. Yeah. 
Very odd choice. If she wanted to keep it a secret. Yeah. Also, really fucking weird that her mom would see that. What is clearly evident to us in a 2D picture of her. And go, ah, she's retaining water. It's really bad. Yeah. Also, if she really did think that there, there, there was a tumor, wouldn't you be really worried about that? That's a huge fucking tumor. Yeah. It's that's, odd. That's worrisome. Um, but Casey way. insists to them that she's not pregnant. So I guess they have to come up with some reason what, to believe their daughter. And this yeah. is the thing, too, that you'll notice, especially Cindy. Um, she just, the lying comes from, I think, finding every avenue, every excuse to believe her daughter. She doesn't yeah. want to believe that her daughter is just a pathological liar, yeah. like sociopath. Yeah. So she just tries to come up and, I mean, come on, a tumor retaining, you're retaining that much water. I know, Are that's you what fucking I'm saying. It's me? a fucking emergency either way. Yeah, like, but I you think it's just anything now. she can think of to make up for the fact that she just cannot believe that her daughter is that much of a liar. Right, I think you're totally right. I think you're absolutely right. Um, Casey even insists that, so she insists she's not pregnant and she even goes so far as to insist that she's a virgin. Dude, this is so crazy. This is something you you notice about liars. Mm -hmm. Like, good liars lie big. And it big fucking swings. works. Yeah. Like the scam sultan of Miami, the Anthony uh, Gignac. Yeah, exactly. Guy. Exactly. Just the biggest, most outrageous lies. Yeah. It's more likely to work. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so she's a virgin with a tumor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Instead of very obviously a pregnant woman. Yeah. Yeah. So after seven months, which I think this photo was taken around six-ish. Yeah. So after seven months, when she's when Casey Anthony has stretched the lie yeah. as far as it will go, because she's seven <laughs> months pregnant. Yes. So she's two months away yes. from popping a baby that she's going to have to try to explain oh, why whoops. there's a baby yeah. now. How did that get there? So at that moment, she confesses to her parents that she is in fact pregnant. Okay, and I'm sure they're <gasps> shocked. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think that George and Cindy knew of Casey's pregnancy all along and had like these lies queued up for the uncle's wedding? Or Man. do you think that they genuinely believed that their daughter, believed their daughter when she said she wasn't pregnant? I think that humans have this really amazing ability to believe two things at the same time. Yeah. To understand and know the truth of a thing, but also to believe its opposite. And and have them both in their head at the same time. Yeah, I I have this really sounds to me like not just like a coordinated system of lying, but cognitive dualism. They have as a safety mechanism constructed these two worlds which simultaneously reside in their heads, mm -hmm. um, even though they know they that know it's not true in the back of their brain yeah. that it's not. Yeah, so. Also, for whatever reason, they decide, so she tells her parents, but they decide to keep it, keep, keep Casey's pregnancy a secret from Casey's brother, Lee. Okay. Until the day she gives birth. Where's Lee? Is Lee living with them? Is Lee around? Or? Um, Lee doesn't live. He's, I think, one or two years older than Casey. So he's like off just he's like 20 living his life. Yeah. yeah. Going to college probably. Yeah. Yeah. Or older than that, probably 21, 22. Yeah. Anyway. So it's basically like, surprise, hey, you, your sister just had a baby. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. What? 
Um, Nobody told me? Yeah. And like we've kind of mentioned, I just, I believe that these two events, Mm -hmm. it's just why I picked them out, the Mm -hmm. high school graduation debacle and the getting pregnant fiasco, um, and her parents' complete willingness to just be duped by their daughter. Right. Sort of Um, define the whole situation. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, Goodness gracious. So... She just learned that she could get away with anything with no consequences or ramifications mm-hmm. if she just kept spinning lie after lie. And like you said, the more ridiculous, the better. Yeah. Or just if she just held on to it as firmly as she could mm-hmm. until she was physically, in this case, unable to keep the lie up yeah. any longer. Again, the, this the baby ad- was literally going to come out of her vagina in like 30 <laughs> now. days. Like, yeah, in T minus. Yeah. Dude. As an advice podcast, we have to we have to maintain never never give up. Always double down <laughs> on your lies. I mean, it does seem to work in our humble research uh-huh. of Florida crime. Mm-hmm. It seems like the more you double down, never the further you fault, get. Always ever. double down. Yeah. Never give any ground. Nope. Works like a charm. So at first, young single mother Casey Anthony is leaning toward giving the baby up for adoption. But it's her mother, Cindy, who convinces her to keep it. Oh, man. History might have been so different. I know. That's what I think. Mm. I, if I were Cindy, just the twisted guilt that I would feel, like looking back on convincing oh, Casey to keep a baby that she clearly was indicating that she yeah. didn't want, yeah. and knowing the fate of that child and what became of her, and just like, just, you know, imagining that if. Kaylee were put up for adoption that she'd probably be living a safe healthy normal life with another family and she'd probably be alive and well today yeah heartbreaking that's heavy stuff but they were excited to become grandparents and they they just kind of urged her to keep it so she did and Kaylee Marie Anthony is born on August 9th, 2005 in Orlando, Florida. Mm. Something else I should mention is there's a weird narcissism to me about it being, okay, Cindy Marie Anthony. Yeah. Casey Marie Anthony. Yeah. Kaylee Marie Anthony. It is weird. It's strange. That's weird. Stop doing that. <laughs> Whole families that all all of their kids, their names start with the same letter. And have the same middle name too. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, that is weird. Um, so who's the father? Me. <laughs> um, so Casey was 19 when she gave birth to Kaylee. Yeah. And she did have a boyfriend at the time, Jesse Grund. <laughs> Jesse Grund. <laughs> who, <laughs> who believed himself to... Sorry, man. That name yeah, sucks. It's, it's awful, man. Grund. Grund. Um, who believed himself to be the father of Kaylee for a short time. And uh-huh. he even proposed to Casey. Um, and so he was actually the fiance at the time of Kaylee's birth. Uh-huh. He did eventually realize, though, that the math didn't line up because he started dating Casey two months after she must have gotten <laughs> pregnant. It's not The math really math. is clear when it's nine months. When a pregnancy, you know for a fact it's nine months. You should... <laughs> you can just kind of... Count backwards from That's there. That's really stupid. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. That's a terrible situation to be in. But fuck, you really fucked up. You shit. You didn't do the math before you proposed to her? My man. My man. Come on now. Come on now. So a DNA test revealed that Grund, as suspected, is not the father. Uh-huh. Um, Casey... I said it was me. <laughs> yeah. Well, she claims to not know who Kaylee's father is. I was 13 at the time. 
Although <laughs> she once told her mother um, that the father died in a car accident. Um, Donna McLean, okay, okay, of Worcester County, Mass. Okay. This woman yeah. believes that her son, Michael Patrick Dugan, who did die in a car accident in Barnstable Whoa. in October 2007, is Kaylee's father. Whoa. Wild. But Kaylee also previously dated someone named Jesus Ortiz that she had a white a, a white night stand. What? Whoa, Freudian a white, slip much? <laughs> one Jesus. Night stand with during that during that time uh-huh. and um, a friend named Eric Baker who she was sleeping with around that time as well. Strangely, both Ortiz and Baker also died in car crashes in 2007. Okay, that's too much. That's too much of a coincidence. Knowing what we know about so Casey So you're Anthony. telling me Michael Patrick Dugan, Jesus Ortiz, and Eric Baker all died. All of died. their brakes failed. <laughs> all of their brakes failed. Careening down a highway going 80 Whoa. in 2007. Weird. Oh, she's cursed. Absolutely yeah. cursed. If she didn't do that to them, then she's just the worst fucking luck you could possibly have, dude. Yeah. So both um, Kaylee Marie Anthony and Casey Marie Anthony uh, moved back into Cindy Marie Anthony and George Jesus George Anthony's Christ. home in Orlando, Florida, uh-huh. where Kaylee's essentially raised um, at her wow. grandparents' house. Wow. The grandparents, of course, taking on a lot of the parental duties, um, so much so that Cindy is known to refer to Kaylee as her daughter sometimes. Right. Yeah. So now remember... To all Which outside is kind of what she wanted, it seems like. I know. It did kind of seem... It seemed like she wanted a daughter do-over. Yeah. Yeah. That does sort of seem like it. Ooh, that's... Ooh, that's rough. That's a rough So, one. to the outside world, uh-huh. for all appearances' sake, the Anthony family was considered a very normal family. Yeah. They were close. They were solidly middle class, if not have a little bit more extra spending money. Mm-hmm. They had a nice home in Orlando, Florida. All the women sounded, all their names sounded exactly like... Right, it's totally normal. Yeah, it's normal. That's the marker of a normal American family. Yeah. Look at the Kardashians. Yeah, look at them. They're normal. normal. Yeah. Um, Casey seemed to be like a young mother, just like Casey, role models. Kim, Casey, Kendall, Chloe, um, Kylie, and Chris. I think I got them all. Goodness. Courtney. Oh, fuck. Sorry, Courtney. Courtney is the one I would forget. Okay. Um, Casey seemed like she was a young mother who was working two jobs, doing her best, um, to provide for her baby daughter yeah. who is adored by all. I mean, truly Kaylee, Anthony, what just, I've seen videos of her. I mean, it's sad home videos, pictures. Did you adore her? Yes. She's so cute. She has the hugest brown eyes. Nathan, she looks like a Pixar baby. She looks like a Pixar baby. Yeah. Just looks like she's been animated by yeah. Disney. Like yeah. just scientifically programmed Google, Gaga, to make you yeah. fall in love. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Casey and Jesse Grund remain dating yeah. despite the challenge of his last name. <laughs> Dude. And, and the fact that she gave birth to someone else's kid yes. and all three of her previous boyfriends died in horrible accidents <laughs> on the highway. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So he's still in. He's still in it, even yeah. when he knows he's not the father. Wow. And his parents become That's involved too. They help out Take greatly. Mm-hmm. They babysit Kaylee whenever needed. Um, it's a, just a really great like 
situation for Casey. Her yeah. parents are heavily involved. His parents are heavily involved, even when they know it's not their grandkid. So at some point, though, yeah. Casey's behavior changes. and How so? She just decides that it's not working with Jesse. And okay. Jesse later goes on Dr. Phil... After okay. the sort of media frenzy of this whole thing. Shit. Uh-huh. And tells Dr. Phil that Casey broke up with him because she said he loved Kaylee more than her. Ooh. Just wow, bitch. Complicated. Interesting statement. take. Like yeah, heaven forbid fuck. someone loves your child. Some the person that is committing himself to you uh prioritizes your kid. Well, right, and it's not like he even said, like, yes, yes, that's that's true. I no, do love... No, it's just that, like, She just suspected and she felt... She got jealous of her own child. That he loved her child more than her. Blech. Who he was raising as his own child, so... Yeah, man. I mean... Dude, uh, this... The narcissism a, of that just turns my yes, stomach. Yes, that's a profoundly disgusting thing to think. Yeah. So now we're going to get into the disappearance. Yeah. So in early June of 2008, when Kaylee was just two months shy of turning three years old, Casey and Kaylee begin spending most nights at Casey's ex-boyfriend's apartment, Richard Morales, who also lives with their mutual friend, Amy Wozenga. Whoa, okay. <laughs> wow. Some cool names. And had not yet died tragically in an <laughs> yeah. automobile accident. Richard Morales had not yet died tragically, yes. Yeah. Uh, remains to be seen. Okay. So some sources say that Casey moved out of her parents' house and took Kaylee with her to live with Ricardo and Amy. Okay. Um, but others indicate that it wasn't really a permanent move. It's not like she was on the lease or anything. It was just like she began to spend most of her time outside the home and began to sort of spend the nights away. It was an informal move. Yeah. Got it. So Can I get Amy's last name one more time? Wawazunga. <laughs> I just needed to hear that. Amy Wobazunga. What do you think the provenance of Wobazunga is? I have no idea. What kind of what nationality is that? I haven't got a clue. I've never heard a name like that in my life. Confusing. So on June fifteenth, which was Father's Day, two thousand eight, Casey takes Kaylee to go visit her great grandfather in an assisted living facility, of which there are many of in course, Orlando, yes. Florida. It's ripe. Uh-huh. Definitely. Later that day, um, they go swimming in the family pool. And allegedly the same day, the Anthonys have a big family argument mm-hmm. about Casey's fitness as a mother. Okay. Apparently this was not that uncommon. Um, Given her, you know, general unfitness as a mother. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That her parents would raise concerns. Mm-hmm. But Cindy at this point is kind of accusing Casey of not being a good mother. Mm-hmm. And it allegedly got so heated that Cindy grabbed Casey by the throat. Cindy grabbed Casey by the throat? Yeah. God, can you... What the fuck is... First of all, what the hell is going on in this family? I know. This this mother-daughter relationship shit is just so bizarre. Like, the level to which you have to f- infuriate your own mother to, to get her to wrap her hands around your throat is insane. Imagine feeling the impulse to wrap your hands around somebody else's throat. I've never, I've never been there in my life. Impulse. Never once. Not with a stranger. Not with an, an aggressor. Not even that time, that time that that 
drunk neighbor accidentally stumbled into our the apartment that we were in in Chicago. Yeah, we thought he was a home intruder. We thought he was a home. Well, he was a home intruder. He was, we thought he was on our home. We thought he was a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was gonna was gonna try and kill us. But not even then. I didn't lunge for anyone's throat. No, it's it's I. It's hard for me to even imagine that impulse, to I be know. honest. Even as an, like an actor. Like to which is like our job to imagine a scenario in which we would have that impulse. This was but happening really... between mother and daughter. Yes. Wow. So on June 16th, the day after, uh-huh. George Anthony says that he sees Casey and Kaylee leave the house with backpacks and lunch boxes just before lunchtime. Okay. Casey tells him that Kaylee's being dropped off at the nannies and that Casey's heading to work. Okay. Between June 16th, that day, mm-hmm. and July 15th, a month, neither George nor Cindy had seen nor spoken to Casey or Kaylee. Oh, boy. Which was extremely rare. Yeah. Um, they were essentially the primary- For all the problems, this is a tight-knit family unit. It is, yes. Yeah. And they were the primary caretakers in a lot of respects of Kaylee. Yeah. Um, so- after repeated attempts to contact Casey and arrange to see Kaylee, mm-hmm. Casey just told her parents that, because she had kept making excuses. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm there. Oh, you just missed me. I was there, but now I'm not. Oh, whatever. Like, yeah. oh, I'm at work. Oh, she's with the nanny. She's with my friend. I'm with my, whatever. Who right, knows, right, right. Yeah. You know? She eventually told her parents that she was on a work assignment in Tampa. Okay. Um, so she was away. She was a couple hours away and she was going to be there all week. And so don't contact me. I'm at work. Yeah. Um, one of her jobs was working for Universal Studios as an event coordinator. So that's why she said she was in Tampa. Gotcha. Um, the Anthony's continued their constant attempts to try and see Kaylee. But every time Casey would just say she was too busy or she was at the nannies, etc. Uh-huh. For a whole month. For a whole month. Yes. Man. Um, the nanny, it should be noted now, her name was Zanny. Zanny? Yeah. She would say, oh, I'm dropping Kaylee off at Zanny's. Okay. Zanny the nanny. I mean, that's <laughs> would you let someone named Zanny take care of your kids? No, not if she was a nanny. <laughs> You're caught up in the rhyme. I'm saying her name sounds like street terminology for Xanax. And you'll find out why later. <laughs> There's a there isn't there a shitty SoundCloud rapper named Lil Xan? Probably. Lil Xan taking care of my kids? No thanks, dude. So on July 15th, a month uh-huh. after Kaylee or Casey was last seen, yeah. George Anthony gets a call from Impound. Okay. Saying that the family car is at the impound lot. Uh-huh. That's the car that Casey had supposedly been using to travel to and from all these work trips in. Right. George goes to retrieve the car and is overwhelmed by a smell that... Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. A smell that remains even after a bag of rotting trash is removed from the trunk. Yeah. And it's an unmistakable smell. That George is already familiar with from his years... As a cop. As a cop back in Ohio. Oh, God. So upon hearing this, Uh Cindy tracks down Casey's roommate, Amy Wawazunga. Amy Wawazunga. And begs her to tell her where Casey and Kaylee are. Amy says she hasn't seen Kaylee much, but agrees to take Cindy to Casey's boyfriend's apartment where Casey's been staying. Okay. So... 
good good on you, Amy. Yeah. I like you. Cindy surprises Casey showing up at her boyfriend's house and finds her smoking weed and watching TV with her boyfriend, Tony. Ooh. Cindy demands to know where Kaylee is and why she isn't being allowed to see her. Uh-huh. And it it is at this time, with Casey nearby, that Cindy makes her first of three 911 calls. And we're going to read that now. Cindy's calling 911. What a shitty fucking daughter. God damn. Can you imagine? And she's like supposed to be in Tampa. You find her just like in her fucking pajamas with her shitty fuzzy slippers on, smoking weed in the middle of the day with Tony. With Tony. Yeah. Okay. Amy Wozunga. Amy Wozunga's a homie. Yeah, Wozunga. I think she is a homo. A homo. <laughs> God, with the Freudian slips today. I, I don't think she's a homo, though. You know that's an inappropriate term. <laughs> but I meant to say homie. Wozunga. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wozunga sounds like a... That's like a catchphrase on a 90s cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Wozunga. Wozunga. All right, let's go. We're, so we're reading the 911 call transcript. Who yeah. am I Who am I playing? The 911 operator, police the police station. officer. Okay. Hello? Hi. I'm, I just spoke to a police department here on Persured, but you guys are closed, and I need to bring someone into the police department. Can you tell me where the, the closest one where I can come in? What, what are you trying to accomplish by bringing them into the station? I, I have a, a 22-year-old person that has... Um, Grand theft, sitting in my auto with me. So, the twenty-two-year-old person stole something. Yeah. Is this a relative? Yes. Where they steal it from? Um, my car and also money. Okay, this is your son. Daughter. Okay, so your daughter stole money from your car. No, my car was stolen. We've retrieved it today, and we found out where it was at. Uh. Papers, I've, I've got that, and I've got affidavits from my banking account, and I want to bring her in. Okay. I want to press charges. Where where did all this happen? It's, oh, it's been happening. No, no, I need to establish a jurisdiction. This is, is what I'm trying to... Oh, I um, um, I live in um or in Orlando. Yeah, but what address did these thefts occur at? Um, Well, I guess they occurred at my residence, I guess. F- 499... Bleep. It says bleep out residents here. <laughs> um, okay, okay. That's actually going to be in the jurisdiction of the sheriff's office, ma'am. Okay. Not the Orlando Police Department. Alrighty. Let me transfer you over to the communication specialist. It says mumbling and vocal fry. For, <laughs> for over in Orange County. Okay. Now, for, for Orlando Police Department, is that the one on 436? Is that... Open this afternoon, or uh, this well, evening. Well, the substation you're at on purging. If that's Orlando Police, we're we're open primarily during the day. Uh huh. But that's not the sheriff. That's the city police, which does not have jurisdiction here. I know the sheriff's department is five, or I mean, it's it's on four thirty six. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to transfer you to the sheriff's communication specialist, and you can um, determine that. Hold on. Okay. It's fine because the next thing is I'm going to have a court order to see Kaylee. If that's how you want to play, we'll play. Ooh, uh, so now I'm playing Casey. Ooh, that's... Wait, I want to play Casey. What? You want to play Casey? They right. only talk to each other for a second. Okay, guys. Now, Kelsey Ann is playing both Cindy and Casey at the same time. 
It's fine because the next thing is I'm going to have a court order to see Kaylee. If that's how you want to play, we'll play. That's not how I want to play. Well, then you have just one more day. No, I'm not giving you another day. You've had a month. Wow. Okay. So on that phone call, basically, this is such a such an insane phone call, first of all. Because she's of like, all, she's the, arresting her own daughter. Yes. And trying to bring, she's like, has to call the police station and say, um, excuse me, Mr. Police. Like, But I also love that the police officer is so overly consumed with the jurisdiction of like ma'am that's the sheriff and oh well that's the city police and not (laughs) me so i'm gonna transfer you but the one on 493 well that's gonna be closed but it doesn't matter because it's actually the sheriff and it's just like can someone just help her can you just help her no no you can't you know obviously not clearly not clearly not that's really funny but i mean it's probably because i mean if you're like if you're you're just answering phones at the police station to yeah. find yourself in that job. You've just got to be obsessed with logistics, I think. Have to be, you right? Lines. I mean? That's and more categories. important than the fact that this girl stole several thousand dollars worth of stuff, money in a, a car. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't even really occur to the police officer on the other end of the phone. No. So it's kind of my take here that mm-hmm. because of the toxic nature of Cindy and Casey's relationship, yeah. Cindy's calling the police to arrest Casey mostly as a threat. Um, right. I mean, I think she would probably actually like to see it be accomplished, but I just think it's a really big swing for Cindy since that yeah, it doesn't given, seem that either of her parents are very used to holding Casey accountable. Right. Given her history of, yeah, exactly. Accountability. This is, this is outside of Yeah. And like, norm. You know, but this is 30 days of being denied her granddaughter. Yeah, uh-huh. And so I think this is really just Cindy's boiling point. And, yeah. you know, I just love that you can hear her see, hear her on this call or read it in the transcript. It's like, it's fine. I'm just going to get a court order to see Kaylee. Yeah, yeah. So that tells me that at this point, Cindy's not worried that something happened to Kaylee. No, she, she just is interested in seeing her. Like, she's, yeah, yeah she's not actively wondering whether she's alive or not no she's she's still thinking she's alive and i think it just it sounds to me like um a mother who is convinced that casey is angry about the family fight since that's when she stopped being able to see kaylee and is holding kaylee over her head a little bit like well then you, you know just Right, right. Holding Kaylee away from the family as like a punishment. You know, when I was like five years old, I stole some Tic Tacs from the grocery store. Uh-huh. And my parents literally called a police officer to come over and, <gasps> and talk to me about it. No way. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Oh I, I remember God. sitting on the bed. I was like crying my eyes out. Of I was course. like, no, I'm going to go to jail for stealing Tic Tacs. <laughs> They, they literally got a guy to come in and say, like, you know that stealing is wrong and you shouldn't do it, okay? And you're going to have to give the Tic Tacs back. And I said, okay, I'll give it, I'll do anything. Don't take me to jail. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. Yeah. What a parenting moment. Really, though. Really, though. Most parents <laughs> just, just make like, their kids go to the store and tell the clerk yeah, that they stole sorry. and say yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that, but that also means that like the fairway police just had nothing else to oh, do. Oh God, they've got nothing to do. Just <laughs> harassing. If a black person drives through the neighborhood, they just yeah, they have know, to follow pull him, pull him over, and give him yeah. a ticket. For, well, sir, you can't be that color in this neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. But that doesn't happen that often. So then, besides besides trolling black people, what are they gonna do? They fucking bust up high school kids having a party. Yeah. 
Um, there was, uh, I worked at a country club as a lifeguard and there was literally a police officer who had posted up right outside of the parking lot and was doing field sobriety tests on everybody who drove out of the parking lot of the country club, which he was well within his rights to do because I swear to God, like those women would show up at like 8.30 (gasps) a.m. And start drinking at 10 and drink white wine until like 5 p.m. And then try and drive their fucking kids home. Oh, and you know they were popping pills too. Oh, yeah. There has to be something added to that oh, cocktail. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, not fucking much happening in the police department. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just think that Cindy's trying to finally hold Casey to something. Yeah. You know, call the authorities in order to scare her into letting her see Kaylee. I Scared think is straight. where this is going. Yeah, pretty much. Um, although I do wonder Otherwise you just call the police. Yeah. Say my daughter stole my car. Yeah. Yeah. So I do wonder though how much George had told Cindy about the smell in the car, because that also happened today. Yeah. That the know. car was at impound, and that's sort of how this all uh yeah. st- tumbled so um, if i'm george i would keep that detail to myself i think yeah yeah well it doesn't seem like cindy knows knows about no, that no no let's read the second 911 call all right 911 hello uh what is happening um i have someone here that i need to um be arrested in my home and i have a possible in your home right now and i have a possible missing child I have a three-year-old that's been missing a month. A three-year-old? Yeah. Have you reported that? I'm trying to do that now, ma'am. Okay. What did the person do that you need arrest? My daughter. For what? For stealing an auto and stealing money. Uh, I already spoke with someone and they said they would patch me up with um, to Orlando uh, Sheriff's Department and have a deputy here, but I was in the car and I was going over to the police station and it wasn't open. And they said that they would bring a deputy to my home when I got home to call them. So she stole your vehicle. Yeah. When did she do that? Um, on the 30th, I got back from the impound. I'd like to speak with an officer and have someone come to my house. Okay. Okay. I got to ask you these questions so I can put them in the, in, in the call. Okay. Okay. 30th of June. Yes. Okay, how old is your daughter? 22. And what's your name? My name? Her name. Her name is Casey Anthony. And you said you have this vehicle back? Yes, and I have a statement. So And I got I got it right here and I found I found her after a month. She's been missing for a she's month. She's there right now? I found her, but we cannot find my granddaughter. Um 5 foot 1 and a half. And uh, medium or heavy build? Thin. Color hair? Brown. What color um shirt is she wearing? White. What color pants? Oh, shorts. She's wearing shorts. They're um plaid. They're like pink and teal and white and black. Plaid. Okay. Terrible. Terrible, Terrible shorts, outfit. But on. I can imagine those. Like yeah. I know they they were at like Old Navy. <laughs> I'm a, I know exactly the fucking shorts. Okay, we're back. Disgusting, into it. disgusting choice, Casey. Okay, we're back into it. Does she have any weapons on her? No. She's not telling you where her daughter is? Correct. Okay. We'll have a deputy out to you as soon as we have one available. Okay? Thank you. Okay. So that was a lot more serious because now she's she's calling 911 and she's she's really, she needs a police officer out there. This yes. is no longer like... Because that first guy just kind of... 
futzed around. Oh, he like, fucked up so and bad. I guess the call got dropped because she had to call again once. Yeah, she got home. I remember. <laughs> I remember because that last call, like it, it ended when they were having conversation with one another. Yeah. The, yeah. So the fucking dropped the call, dropped the ball, dropped the call, <laughs> and then she calls nine one one. Yeah. And they are like. And they're sending somebody out there. Yeah. Okay. And it's the first time that she says, I'm going to report, I need to report a missing child. Yes. So it's gotten to the point where now she understands the kid is missing. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like she's concerned about mm-hmm. like, I, I, the welfare of her granddaughter. I right, mean, right. She, it's starting to get more serious, but I think it was like, okay, I took the first step. I'm trying to get her arrested. Now, she still won't tell me where Kaylee is. I thought it would scare her into telling me. Yeah. She's still not. So I'm going to go take the second step, which is I'm going to report Kaylee missing and see how she likes that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. see how she likes her hand being held in the fire like that. So apparently also, this is when Casey's brother Lee arrives on the scene. Yeah. And he goes up to the bedroom where Casey's sort of hiding from her parents and t- says something to the effect of like, you have to tell us what's going on. Yeah. And I guess they were pretty close. And she tells him that the nanny stole her. Okay. So Zanny the nanny, I told you, I told you, untrustworthy name, Zanny the nanny. <laughs> yes. The story now is Zanny the nanny ran off with, yes. with Kaylee. Yes, Casey confesses to her brother Lee that Kaylee has been actually missing for 31 days. What the fuck, dude? And that she believes that the nanny stole her. Zanny the nanny. Okay, okay, so now she's got, we've got a precedent. There are two other situations that you you pointed to earlier where she has, over a long term, constructed a lie in order to ignore a problem of some kind. First, um... Not graduating from high school. Second, being pregnant with Kaylee. And now she's done it again. Yep. She has, for 31 days, her daughter has been missing. And what? She forgot to call the police? She, like, lost interest in tracking her kid down? Like That's what it seems like. So Zanny the Nanny, in her story, Zanny the Nanny runs away with... Kaylee and she just does nothing about it for 31 days and doesn't tell anyone this is crazy it's crazy yeah but does that lie work that's what I want to know we'll see on her parents so this is now the third 911 call that Cindy makes to police okay and we're just reading these transcripts I'm gonna try to do Cindy a little more justice here okay we did hear in the clip previous the panic in her voice Mm -hmm. again we're just reading it but I'm gonna do a little more Cindy. We're actors. We're practicing our craft. <laughs> right. 911, what's your emergency? I called a little bit ago to the sheriff's deputy and I found that my granddaughter has actually been taken. She's been missing for a month. Her mother finally admitted to me that she has been missing. What is the address? We're talking that you're about a three year old little girl. My daughter finally admitted that the babysitter stole her and I need to find her. Your daughter admitted that the baby is where? She said she took her uh, a month ago and my daughter's been looking for her. I told you. My daughter's been missing for a month, and I just found her today, but I can't find my granddaughter. And she just admitted to me that she's been trying to find her herself because there's something wrong. 
I found my daughter's car today and it smells like there's been a dead body in the damn car. Okay, what is the three-year-old's name? Kaylee. Uh, C-A-Y-L-E-E -E Anthony. How long has she been missing for? I have not seen her since June 7th. June... I don't know. Okay, can you calm down for me for just a minute? I, I need to know what is going on. Is your daughter there? Can I speak with her? Do you mind if I would speak with her? So now Casey gets on the phone. Hello? Hi, can you tell me what's going on a little bit? My daughter has been missing for the last 31 days. And you know who has her? I know who has her. I tried to contact her and I actually received a phone call today from a number that is no longer in service. Uh, I did get to speak to my daughter for about a minute. Did you guys report a vehicle stolen? Yes, my mom did. Okay, so there there has been a vehicle stolen too? No, this is my vehicle. What vehicle was stolen? It's a, a 1998 Pontiac. We have deputies on the way to you for that, but you're, now your three-year-old is missing. Kaylee Anthony? Yes. You lost her a month ago. 31 days ago. Who has her? Do you, do you have a name? Her name is Zenaida Fernandez-Gonzalez. Who is that? The babysitter? She's been my nanny for about a year and a half, two years. Why, why, why are you calling now? Why didn't you call 31 days ago? I've been looking for her and have gone through other resources to find her, which is stupid. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah. Are you kidding me with this? And that's pretty accurate for how she sounds. Actually, I may have added a little more anxiety to her wow. voice. Wow. Wow. Dude, what in the fuck? No urgency. No concern. She volunteers no information. Yeah, like, she sounds bored. Yeah, she sounds bored. Whoa. Um, and the police pick up on this right away, obviously. Yeah, of course. So she's immediately taken to the station um, on those charges of... Yeah. I mean, they're not charging her yet, but the money in the vehicle. Yeah. But it seems like Cindy kind of backtracked because, again, she's not really formally ever charged with those things. She's not? No. Gotcha. But the police do take her in to question her yeah. as a witness to her child's disappearance. Wow. Okay. As a witness. Well, you know what they're really yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're just trying to catch her in every lie imaginable. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's amazing. It's, am it's amazing that she thought... They always think they could get away with it. I know. They always think that. Um, but like the f even the fucking 911 operator had the exact same first question that I did. Why didn't every you call when she was first missing and not 31 days later? Yeah. The fucking question on everyone's mind is, what have you been doing for 31 days? And let's just Smoking say, weed with, with Tony. Tony. And let's just say that this is all true. Just yeah. for argument's sake for right now, let's just say- Yeah. That Casey tried to pick Kaylee up from Zenaida's house yeah. 31 days ago. Yeah. Knocked on the door, couldn't get to her. Yeah. And couldn't contact her. Yeah. And she's not told anyone yeah. that her child is missing. Yes. It's At absurd. this point, let's just say that, you know, that's the real story. Yeah. Would you or would you not lawyer up before going to the police station knowing that you didn't do anything to your daughter and she's genuinely missing, but that you didn't report her missing for 31 days. Well, here's oh, you the... bet your ass I'm getting a lawyer oh, right away. fuck yeah. I don't Absolutely. care if it makes me, quote, look guilty to the uh -uh. cops. Like, that's... Shit doesn't matter. No. Well, that's what I'm saying. I would lawyer up every time, every no matter time. what. I'm not going into a police station 
and talking to a police officer ever. No. Not happening. Unless I'm under arrest, in which case, fucking handcuff me then. Yeah, exactly. Other than that, I'm not going down to the station. Yeah, man. The only, um, yeah, the only words coming out of my mouth. Lawyer. Lawyer. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, so the police interview Casey that evening as a witness to the disappearance of her daughter. Uh-huh. And it's now that detectives take a... They're trying to lock her into as many lies as possible yes, from the yes. get-go so that she can't, uh, so that she's committing to certain stories. Yeah. Lawyerless. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll get to that in a minute, but okay. at first I wanted to tell you about what Casey Anthony was up to in those 31 days that she claims her daughter was supposedly missing. Casey was caught shopping at a mall without her daughter um, several times, partying, Getting fucking crunk with her DJ boyfriend, Tony. Tony. Hanging out with friends. Um, Four nights after Kaylee was last seen, Casey was seen dancing on tabletops (laughs) at an Orlando nightclub called Fusion. Jesus. Competing in a, quote, hot body contest. Oh, my God. Yeah. Later to police when they ask why she didn't contact them right away, she tells them that she was doing her own research, going I'm to kind of po- doing my own thing <laughs> right now. Going to popular bars and restaurants, doing my in own the off research. chance that she'd see Kaylee there. <laughs> what a fucking idiot! Jesus Christ! Now, two weeks after Kaylee was last seen on July third, two thousand and eight, Casey had the Italian words "La Bella Vita." meaning the beautiful life, tattooed on her left shoulder. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. These were her Google searches during that time. Well, okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Before we get into her Google searches, um, I just looked her up. She's She does not have a hot body, dude. I mean, come on. She thinks she does. She's thin. <clears throat> I guess she kind of has big boobs. I don't think so. You don't think so? No. She's too up and down for your I'm taste. Nix, I'm nixing it. I'm nixing it. Okay. You heard it here, folks. Casey Anthony, not hot. Not hot. All right. What, what was this bitch Googling? Shot girl costume. Shot girl costume. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Suffocation. Oh. Foolproof suffocation. Oh, yeah. Chloroform. Okay. Head injuries. Oh, no. This is your daughter. Internal bleeding. No. How to make chloroform. What the fuck, dude? Yeah. So Tony, her DJ boyfriend, um, originally from Long Island. Tony. Tony from Strong Island. um, Told investigators that he was actually getting ready to break up with Casey because he told her straight up, I don't ever want to date a girl with a kid. She did it for Tony? I mean, oh, we don't know that. Dude. But he's That's done interviews dark. where he says, like, I regret saying that. I wish I, obviously, <laughs> yeah. I wish I never said that because yeah. he sort of thinks that she may have killed her daughter so that she could continue to date him. Well, Tony, don't blame yourself, buddy. But, like, holy shit. He was just like, listen, I don't really want to have kids of my own. Like, I'm not, so I'm not really interested in, like, dating a girl who already has kids. I'm interested in my DJ career. I love DJing. I love being Tony. <laughs> being Tony. You know, being that kind Tony. of thing. <laughs> but I, I do think of him sometimes and I'm just like, man, 
I feel I feel bad. That could eat at you if you didn't like go to therapy. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, 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 guys. That's the end of this one. This is such a twisty, turny, juicy sort of story that we recorded this whole thing in one sitting, but we decided to split it up into two separate episodes for your listening experience. Um, Now, if you want to hear what happens once Casey gets brought in, once she's apprehended, and then once the trial begins, um, which, listen, I know you do, you know you do, then you should tune in next week. And... uh, while you're at it, why don't you go down, scroll down a little bit, and you see where there are those five sort of empty stars down there? Why don't you tap the one that's furthest to the right? No reason, you know, just because. Just uh, forget about it. You don't even need to know the reason why. Just uh, if you wouldn't mind. And then there's a little box under there you could write about how much you like the show, how entertaining it is, how cool we are, how much we love you, because we do. We do love you very much. Anyway. Tune in next week. It'll be out next Tuesday, Casey Anthony Part 2. And um, on top of that, have a lovely week. How many other podcasters wish you a lovely week? I don't know. There might be a few, but mine is the most sincere. Those other podcasters, they don't, they don't love you like we do. You know, no other podcaster will ever love you the way that we love you. And I'm, I'm just, I'm not trying to be that kind of guy, but it's just, that's just, you know, it's just the truth. And, um, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Anyway, tune in next week. Casey Anthony part two. Bye. Mwah.